And joining me right now here on the phone line is my good friend and head basketball coach at Eastern Florida State College. He is Jeremy Shulman. we got to talk about his team, especially after they got the win last night on the road at Florida Southwestern State College. Coach, how are you doing today? Mark, thanks for having me on. I'm a, I'm a happy coach today. How'd you get the win last night? I'm just so proud of our guys. I mean, we're playing on the road for the listeners that don't know. We're playing at Florida Southwestern, who's one of the top 20 teams in the country. Uh, talent for talent, they might be the second most talented team in the country behind uh, South Plains, Texas. Uh, you know, they'd never lose at home. Uh, I mean, they've been playing lights out second semester. And we go down there, and uh, we, we just absolutely guarded, and, and we defended, and we rebounded. And, I mean, I'm just so proud of our guys. I mean, what a great team we played against. And, uh, <laughs> Mark, we got up 17-1 to 1 to start the game. We're up 31-9 to 9 first half. I mean, I've, I've never seen anything like it. Our guys just absolutely competed. And, and my hat goes off to, to our guys for taking the game plan and executing it and competing every possession. But it was, it was a special game, special special win for our guys last night. I know it's a cliche question then, but is your team clicking at the right time of year? <laughs> that, that's the hope. Uh, you know, one of our goals at the beginning of the year was uh, – it's one of our goals every year that I uh, – that we hold very dearly is we want to keep getting better throughout the year. You know, we want to play better in January than we did December. We want to play better in February than January. We want to, of course, play our best ball in March and make a deep tournament run. And, uh, you know, I think our guys are getting better, you know, both individually and collectively. I'm looking at these stats. I have to get confirmation on you with this stat that Mike Parsons wrote, and he does a great job behind the scenes writing these articles it says of the 11th time in the past 12 seasons, the Titans have reached 20 wins in a season. Is that correct? And it's, it's a little off. That's okay. Parsons does an incredible job. He's the best SID in the country. But it's actually uh, two things. One, it's actually 12 out of the last 13 years. And it's actually very misleading. It, it's, it's 12 straight years, not including the COVID year. And the COVID year, we're on pace for 25 wins. But we just played a lot less games, so we technically won 18 games. where we were 18 and four regular season that year, so uh, it was on pace for a 25 win or 24 win season. So, uh, so technically, it's 12 out of 13 years, mm. or percentage wise, or taken out of COVID, it's whatever you want to find it. 12 out of 12, 13 out of 13. So, I, yeah, I, it's been a great streak for the guys. I knew you had the answer. I knew. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, know yeah, you do. We played 10 less games that year than we would normally play. How proud are you? And I know it's it's you, but it's a lot of people behind the scenes and all these players. I mean, like you say, you always you switch them every two years, pretty much. How proud are you of this program to to get that many wins over the last decade or so? I'm so proud, and, and it's definitely not me. I mean, it is the program, it's the players, it's the staff I bring in every year. I'm I'm just fortunate to be a part of it for all these years. But uh, it's it, it's amazing. I mean, to to have so many great players that come through year after year, so many guys that buy in, so many guys that, uh, you know, put their heart and soul into Eastern Florida basketball, uh, so many assistant coaches that come in that are just overqualified for the assistant coaching job here and uh, and extremely underpaid. And they come in and they just give everything they can to the program. And uh, so extremely proud of uh, what that represents uh, year after year in this program. I ask you this question every year, but I'm going to do it again. 
What does Eastern Florida basketball mean to you then? You know, it, it means family. That's what it means. And I think it's, it's become even more of that. Uh, over the years, I mean, it's my 14th year, and I feel like a, a real veteran now here. And uh, it means family. It means camaraderie. It means relationships. It, it, that's what it means. It's not even about winning. It's not even about you know championships. It's uh, it, you know it, it's funny just to uh, you know crystallize that comment. When we, I had all the players write down individually on like a little ballot, didn't put their name on it, in the beginning of the year said, "Hey, w- what do you want? Give me two or three team goals that you want for this year. And I looked at all of them and it was interesting. Two, two things had like, like overwhelming support behind them. You know, two things, just everybody seemed to write, you know, you know, one or both of those two things out of their three. And one of them was, you know, win championships, win, however you want to find it, win national championship, win state championship, win conference championship, but win championships. But the other one that was so intriguing was make this the best year of our lives, build the best mm-hmm. relationships have a great time with our brothers on the team. And I thought that was just fascinating. So we adopted both of those. We said, all right, we're our two goals. And even in the preseason when we're, you know, going through our ups and downs, trying to learn our program. And then in November, we'll go through ups and downs in December. You know, I will always ask the guys, I say, all right, well, remind us, well, what are our two goals? To win a championship and have the most enjoyable year building relationships with each other. I said, all right, well, how are we doing on that? You know, we're all in this together. So how are we doing on it? So that's been a real uh, galvanizing force on both ends from our for our program. I think it's fascinating that that's what our team selected. That is really cool. We're here with head basketball coach Jeremy Shulman with Eastern Florida State College Basketball. I'll be honest, I don't know if I would have wrote that. Very like, you know, kind of Disney movie. I, I feel emotional now. <laughs> I would have put, I would have put, I want, okay, I want the team to succeed. Team before individual. Teams win championships. I like. I want to grow as a player. I want the team to to do great things this year. I mean, that would have been my answer. Yeah. Is that okay if I yeah. write that? Oh, absolutely. I think again, that just speaks to these guys and to the culture that we are, con- you know, continually trying to build in this program. That, in addition to all that, that they were all so adamant about, you know, enjoying it and enjoying the journey and and building the relationships. And and one one of the very specific writings was. Uh, I want to build relationships that will last a lifetime. And I thought that was just, again, I think it's phenomenal. I think it's, again, encompassing what we believe in here. And, uh, and it's, it's really articulating that in, uh, in, 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 in such a poignant way. So I, I just, uh, you know, I, I think that's great. I think that's become real um, part of who we are this year and hopefully who we are going forward as well. When I found out I was going to talk to you, I was driving to work, and there was a question I was thinking of this morning, and I was like, you know, I really want to to put this in front of you, so I'm going to do it now. What would you tell yourself when you started 14 years ago that that you've learned in over a decade? What would you tell that guy who's just taken the job at Eastern Florida? Well, I, I would honestly tell him, I would tell him the same thing I would have told myself last year, because apparently. You know, great lessons are hard to learn and take a lot of time where you kind of ebb and flow and learn them at times and forget them. But uh, at, at my first year, last year, and many other years in between, I would just, I would say, uh, uh, be you, recruit the type of players that you want to have in the building, mm-hmm. coach the way that you want to coach, not how you think you should coach or not even how you think you should win games. And, and we do us. 
you know, it's all about it's all about us and it's all about the right people and and just truly teaching, you know, what you truly believe. And it's so easy in a result based sport like athletics. I mean, even last year, you know, we fell short of all that. I mean, drastically. And I love a lot of those guys on that team last year. We fell short of that because, you know, you get blinded by talent or you get blinded by uh, ability or or you think maybe this is what you need to win games. And, and next thing you know, you know, you don't have the type of connected team you you want. You don't have the type of, you know, team that, that's bought in and really wants to be coached and really wants to be together. And uh, it makes those years a lot more difficult. So if I go back 14 years, if I go back last year, it'd be the same same message. It'd be like, regardless of wins and losses, just bring in bring in the type of people that you want to be around daily, and and you know coach the way that you want to coach, whether it's popular to coach that way or not. Be you. Do you also need players who can shoot the basketball at the same time? <laughs> I have to ask that as the follow-up because I get it. You yeah. need you need the right guys in there. You do. Yeah. People need yeah. to fit the roles. But at the same time, hey, I need talent who can shoot and score. Do you need that as well? Uh, yeah, and, but, you know, it's, again, redefining talent. And, you know, I, we've discovered this at different times in, in my coaching career here. And for whatever reason, mm. it, it and recruiting is hard. And you and you make mistakes. It is, but you know it's easy to lose sight of some of those things, or forget those things, or forget what's important. And again, who you let in the building, also basketball-wise, it's it's the same thing. Just because someone's not talented, you know, or not rated highly compared to someone else, but you think they fit what you do well, I mean, that doesn't mean they're the wrong player. You don't take them, and vice versa. Just because someone's a high talented guy and so talented. But if they don't have the right, if they don't have the right, uh, you know, character or ability or just unselfishness about them, then it doesn't matter how basketball talented. And but specifically for on the basketball court, I mean, we just again just trying to be true to what I actually believe in for the first time in years. I just I, I wanted to get guys that could really pass. That was like the connecting feature for so many of our guys. I wanted guys that could really pass, had a real good feel for the game. Second, I want guys who really were unselfish and cared about winning more than they cared about themselves. You know, cared about the team, like truly cared. You can't fake that stuff. You either care about winning or you don't. Uh, Number three, I wanted guys who like really played hard and tough and like really cared. And that kind of goes in with, you know, where their mentality was. And then, yeah, I wanted guys who had skill, guys that could, you know, shoot the basketball. You know, it didn't matter if we had the most size or most athleticism or, or the most strength. You know, we wanted passing an IQ in shooting. And I'll tell you what, it's been, uh, I mean, it's just been a joy in, in this journey with this team. I'll be honest with you. I, I don't understand. Okay, let's say you're a guy. Okay, I'm scoring 20 a night, but we lost by 35. If you're a real competitor, you won't care about scoring your 20 if you're getting embarrassed on the basketball court. Do you feel that way? Oh, absolutely. But, I mean, again, you know, you and I have, have – been friends for a while and we talk and it it, it unfortunately whether however you want to define it whether it's the culture these days whether it's social media whatever it is whether it's parents i mean whatever catchword blame you could put on you know society too many young athletes in society in any sport are about their individual glory rather than you know the wins about wins and 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 trying to win you know and so so many players 
are mad if we win. Or have in the past few years, not this year, but in past years, players have been mad if we won if they didn't play much or didn't score much uh, or had a bad offensive game. And then players have been very excited when they score a lot and you lose. And it's like this bizarre world. And I tell guys, like, I just don't vibe with that. That's not how I was brought up. That's not how I played. That's not how I've always coached. And so I have a hard time understanding you. You know, if, if that's where the selfishness comes in, like I have a hard time coaching you because that's not, I don't really understand. It's like, like speaking an alien language to me. I don't understand. I, look, dude, I, I know we're going to go on a rant here. We're here at Jeremy Showman, <laughs> Eastern Florida. You know, kind of what I talked about yesterday with National Signing Day, even though it's it's not the same as it used to be because transfer portal, right. it's like right. every day is signing day. But my thing is I get the, the student athlete has to put themselves in the best situation to succeed. I, under, I right. get that. Because you only – look, you only get one chance at this. So right. you better – I know this sounds like the Eminem 8 Miles song I'm going to go into. But you, <laughs> you right. got you got one chance. But now what we're seeing like – and I know you're a big college football guy. It's yeah. like, oh, well, there's a guy in front of me. Well, I'm just going to go to the transfer portal. Like right. sometimes you have to go through adversity. You have to. And I, Absolutely. My example is – and I don't think people realize this. So when I graduated college – I had one job offer, one, one, and I had to go to a middle nowhere, Iowa, but you know what? I, I had to go, Jeremy, I had to, or I never, and I did that for three years. It was very hard. There were days I wanted to quit, but I didn't. And after three years I left there, I got two job offers Two. Yeah. So I took another one. I did not, my, I did not get my chance to try sports radio till five years out of college. Five years. And they let me, they let me fill in. They let me fill in with this other guy. And then they said, all right, okay. And I was ready when they gave me my opportunity. I was not going to screw it up. And, and it took me five years. So that's why I get a little angry where it's like, oh, well, I have to ride the bench. And then that's it. Like you can't just quit after a while. You got to like, you got to learn from these situations. I, I hope that you makes do. sense. You have to. You have to go through adversity to become a better human being. And like, I'm not just saying this because you're a friend of mine. Because I've yeah. known you for so long, the adversity you have gone through in your life has made you the type of great person that you are. And you're a great person. And, I appreciate that. You know, I, I I think athletics are not just entertainment. It's not just no. athletics, but like these are also going to be not just. I mean, these, these are going to be members of society, but also they influence society because there's fans that watch on a national stage. And, you know, like, I just think it, I'm not, I mean, I'm, again, we could go on a rant for a long time, but yeah. I just think that if, if everyone takes the easiest road out all of the time and, and you can make really bad, even criminal mistakes and you get a chance the next day just because you're good at sports, like, how does it improve society? How does it improve the world? How does it improve any of that when there's no accountability and there's no adversity? And it, I mean, I'm, I'm you know, I, I just, and, and, and the other part of it is, you know, it, as you said, everyone's got one chance to do this. How, young kids and young athletes don't always even know what's the best for them. Yes. We don't. I mean, think back to when you were 19 years old. You think every decision that you and I both made at 19 years old, because like we knew for sure what was the best was. I look back on some of the decisions at 19 years old. I'm like, what was I thinking? That was a short-sighted decision. <laughs> I, here's, and, a, 
Here's what I'll so tell sometimes you. Sometimes you do need the adult in the room. You do need the coach in the room to help groom you. I, you need to, the, the coach help groom you instead of saying, ah, oh, well, I don't, uh, this isn't the easiest thing in the world, so I'm just going to bail on it. Sometimes someone has to help groom you into the person you are. Okay, this this was big for me, and you're absolutely right. And I appreciate you coming on. I know we're doing our Tony Robbins uh, motivational speaking now. <laughs> so, like, yeah. okay, when I was seventeen, eighteen, and I've told this story before on air. So I I remember going to the job, you know, like you go to a job fair or you go to the college fair, and I remember yeah. going up to different schools, and they would tell me flat out, "You're not good enough to go here." They'd say it right to my face, or. Wow. I'd apply for somewhere and they'd say no. And the university yep. I went to, I went there and they gave me a tour of the facilities. And it's one of those things like I got recruited because flat out the, the dean of that department asked me, Mark, this is what she said to me. This is a true story. She said, we're going to turn around this broadcasting program and we need people like you, Mark. You're going to help us get to that next level as one of our students. Wow. And when she said that to me, I said, I'm going here. It's, and I think about, it's not where you want to go. It, you have to think about where you need it as well. And I think, yes. and I said, yes. and I said this the other day where, um, I'm needed in the space coast. And I think of you, you, Hey, you got the opportunity, at Eastern Florida, and you ran with it. And now, like you said, what is it? 12 out of 13 years, 20 plus wins. That was on you, yep. buddy. That's awesome. It is. I appreciate it. Yeah. I really do. That's right. So now I should tear your team apart after what I (laughs) – I'm sorry. I'm joking. Um, We got the game coming up Saturday. It's going to be on TV. I'll be on the call with Jeff Radcliffe. That's right. I'm excited. Who you got? Four o'clock Saturday at home, Titan Field House against St. Pete. Uh, Going to be a a big-time matchup, big-time conference matchup. Uh, I mean, St. Pete has a Hall of Fame coach and Ernest Crumley. Uh, they, they're really big inside. They start seven foot, backed up by six ten. They got three outstanding guards. Uh, they've got a couple of really good six six athletic swingmen as well. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a, a great opportunity. And we talked about today our film session with our guys. Like we've got a we had a great win last night, and we have to we enjoyed it last night. Great. Now it's time to. Oh, move yeah. forward. Like you have to turn your attention where your feet are, and we've got to get ready for St. Pete because they're a they're a really good you know basketball team, and and we're going to have to have a great game plan that we can you know compete and execute every possession. I'm sorry if I was going on rants there. This is your time Love to it, shine. Bro. Love it. I have, I apologize. <laughs> Love hey, Love I'm it. so sorry. You uh you do a great job, and I think about the Super Bowls on Sunday, and then you know what? Football goes away, and it's basketball nonstop till March Madness. Are you ready for this? So the way my mind works, it's been basketball time. So I didn't know the Super Bowl was going on Sunday. <laughs> and so, oh, man, that, that is. And by the way, before I let you go, every time I see Michael Jordan clips, I just want to send it to you as a fellow Jordan yeah, guy. Send them every time. Send every them. every time. And, you know, anytime I, I feel down or there's uncertainty, you know what photo I, I look at and makes me – I just – I get so hyped every time I see it. You know what photo that is? is Which uh, one? From the last dance where <laughs> he's – B.J. Armstrong beats him in that playoff game and he's talking trash yeah. to Jordan. And then Jordan's in the – this he's in his locker and he's got the cigar in his mouth and he's got the baseball bat and he's waiting for game two. I think about that all the time. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's fantastic. It's the best. What, what a competitor. What a competitor. He couldn't. It's so what, great. What I love, a competitor. I love it so much. Jeremy Shulman, my man, thank you so much for your help and have a great day. Hey, thanks for having me on. Let's do this again soon. And I'll see you Saturday.